0: From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. what's up everybody and welcome back to The Sounding Board where school counselors share ideas. Today we're going to be talking about five ways to empower students. We're going to talk about student empowerment and how school counselors can help students feel more confident and in control of their own lives. So here's some five ways that we can do that. So way number one is building self-awareness. And we can do that by encouraging students to reflect on their strengths and weaknesses. A lot of times we, especially for our freshmen, right? We help them take aptitude tests where they are able to kind of isolate what they like, what they're interested in, what they're good at, what they're not good at. But having that self awareness to identify their strengths and their weaknesses can help them to hone in on those strengths and to work on those weaknesses. Along the same lines, we can help students identify their values and their interests. Now, that's where these aptitude tests that we find that are on um, Keys to Success Um, here in Utah, we use Keys to Success. And on that site, they have several different aptitude tests that they can take on the launch my career section where they can find kind of what values and interests and things that they align with. And then, duh, the last point on on building your self-awareness is providing resources and tools to help students better understand themselves. Now, there's so many things that helps kids with that. One of the best ones that we have um, available to us as school counselors, we have YouScience. If you guys aren't currently using YouScience, I highly recommend it because there's lots of little mini brain teasers, different things to help them um, identify the aptitudes to help them identify the things that they're interested in to help better help them understand themselves so that they can, you know, choose a career, um, after high school or even start thinking of a career in high school that they might be interested in. It's really normal for kids not to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives while they're in high school, but it's really nice if they can start thinking about it early on. So it's not so daunting and scary to continue to ponder that when we get close to college time. And the, anyway, way number two to help empower students is developing goal setting skills. When we meet with our students for their CCRs, their college and career readiness planning meetings, um, we we set a four year plan and we set goals. Now, we do this to help encourage students to set goals for themselves. You know, throughout life, we start to be stagnant in life unless we're constantly setting goals, unless we're constantly wanting to improve ourselves, constantly wanting to be better. And so how can we help them set goals? Well, we can help them break these goals into manageable steps. Um, I remember in Boy Scouts, we called it smart goals. You still talk about smart goals all the time. Um, specific, measurable, attainable, timely, and relevant. Um Making these goals that are something that's tangible, something that you can – something to make it uh, – qu- something you can quantify. There's the word I was looking for. Um, but if we can help break their goals into manageable steps, it now is something that's all of a sudden much more attainable and less scary. It's less of a dream and more of a goal, something that you can actually hit. And you can set goals in just about everything. You know, Let's say you want to be able to run a six-minute mile by the end of your sophomore year then we can set specific measurable goals. All right, since I want to be able to run a mile at this pace, that means I need to train at this pace for this duration of time and then at this pace for this duration of time and then hit my six-minute mile at this date, that kind of thing. Break it up into manageable steps. And then lastly, provide guidance and support through the goal setting process. As school counselors, we are here to help counsel, to help advise. We don't just say, okay, that's awesome that you want to be a brain surgeon. Good luck. Or that's awesome that you want to be a sales manager. Good luck. No, we help them. That's what the whole purpose of the CCRs, right, is to help prepare them to help make that four-year plan and to help break that into manageable steps. You know, I had a I had a kid. He's like, "You know what? I want to be a lawyer." I'm like, "Okay, sounds good. What schools can you go to that have a good pre-law program?" Well, here in Utah, BYU has an amazing pre-law program. Utah State also has an amazing pre-law program. And so, okay, first you need to get into a, a school that has a good pre-law program where you can graduate with your bachelor's in pre-law, or you can get some other, you know, degree that you took a lot of law classes in. A lot of business administrators, excuse me, I'm yachting, ugh, a lot of business administrators, um, they end up, they, they, it's a related field. Um, And then they if okay, I want to be a lawyer next up, I'm going to need to apply for law school, which means I'm going to have to take the bar so that I can pass the bar so that I can get into law school. Um, or the LSAT. I think it's the LSAT actually. My bad guys. I don't know. I don't know all the tests, but right. You got to take your entrance exam to get into law school. How are you going to study for that? Like break it up into the steps and help them see those steps and then be a guiding support for them through that goal setting process. All right. Number three, Encourage decision-making and problem-solving skills. This one's a big deal to me because I feel like right now a lot of our problem-solving and communication skills are being stolen by smartphones and social media. Emojis are replacing emotions and it can be really difficult. So we really need to encourage decision-making and problem-solving skills within our kids. And so teaching kids effective decision-making strategies is very effective it's very it's very necessary teaching them, okay, how are you going to make this decision? Are you just going to make it? What does your gut say? Are you going to list out what are the pros? What are the cons? Logically, what is the best decision? Helping them walk through things and look through the different aspects of each decision, it helps them to slow down and it helps them to make a good decision that will impact the rest of their life. And then secondly, helping students identify and evaluate options when faced with a problem. Um, A lot of times kids are faced with a problem and they're like, there's only one way out. I can only do X, Y, and Z. Or I'm not getting along with the teacher. I have to drop the class. Oh my gosh, we get that all the time. It's like maybe, okay, let's look at all the options here. Let's look at all the variables. Have you tried speaking with said teacher? Usually they have not. Have you tried... um it's usually have you tried talking to the teacher no okay have you have you tried x, y, and z? no, okay, let's look at our options before we make a decision and see what option is the best, but I want to do this okay let's look through and do pros and cons of the different options and see what is the best for you in your situation moving forward and I'll be honest, sometimes that means drop the class, but a good portion of the time that means to. Be resilient and use communication skills and talk to people. Um, And then also we need to encourage students to take responsibility for their own decisions. This is a big one, especially in high schools, when they have the power to choose their schedule, Um, their decision making. They need to learn that once you make a decision, you have to also live with the consequence of that decision. I've had several kids come to me fourth quarter. Oh, my gosh, I didn't want this class. Switch me to a different class. It's the end of the term. I don't want an F. I'm like, that's not how this works. You chose the class. You choose the grade you get in the class. You don't just get to skip town because you feel like you're not going to get a good grade. And I I feel and I fear that there are so many parents that are more concerned about their kids' good GPA that they do them the disservice of trying to strong-arm counselors into dropping classes so that they don't have to have that F on that transcript you you need to, we need to teach our kids that are consequences to your decisions and so to stick with your decision and to also have responsibility no guess what i chose that class and because i chose that class that means i'm going to keep that class anyway so that's number 3 number 4 provide opportunities for leadership and community involvement now the biggest thing we do for this is just encouraging students to get involved in school clubs, activities, and organizations. When a kid is involved – I don't know if you guys have heard that. Sorry, my computer. I should have turned off my email. When kids are involved in after-school activities and things like that, it it, it A, turns the high school into something else than just the prison of learning that some people feel that it is. But it also gives them a different, they have an association with the high school that there's this fun club, there's this fun activity. So A, they have fun. B, it gives them a reason to stay on top of their grades. I'm a gr- I'm an assistant girls wrestling coach. And I have several girls who aren't academically gifted. But because they want to be eligible for wrestling, they work their butt off to make sure that they're eligible. They work their butt off to make sure that they can wrestle and in order to wrestle you have to have good enough grades well those good enough grades are getting some of these girls into college where they normally sorry oh i don't mean to keep yawning ps i have a newborn at home and so i don't know what sleep is <laughs> anyway um where was i um oh yes yes clubs and organizations yeah would well, they they normally wouldn't maybe make it to college But because they did this extracurricular activity, they were able to stay on top of their grades. Um, Also, we need to offer leadership training and development opportunities. Um, So I really love, so there's different leadership groups in high school, right? We have DECA, we have FBLA. And within the different clubs and activities we have, there's also opportunities for them to be leaders within those clubs and organizations, even in sports. Um, On our wrestling team, we have girls that we choose to be captains every every season. These captains, they're in charge of making sure that the team is warmed up. They're in charge of making sure that everyone's suited up and geared up. They're in charge of their squad. And it helps them have a little bit of leadership. And it helps them also try and be a leader for the team. Um, and so there are always opportunities for students to be engaged in leadership. And also, oh, another sleep-deprived yawn. There's a lot of opportunity for community outreach in every single community. And so those are great ways to get involved. And then obviously connecting students with community service opportunities, like I just said, Um, because it's A, you're helping the community, but B, you're building that habit of service. Um, Okay. And last but not least, number five is fostering a growth mindset. And we can do that by encouraging students to embrace challenges and see failure as an opportunity for growth. So many students, oh my goodness, so many students, they they just want the easy way out. They just want, you know, I'm just going to drop this class, you know? It's like, no, do the hard class. You know, I, we, we have some staff members at a school that I work at who encourage kids, hey, you don't need this class. Just take the easy class. And we really have to kind of pull that staff member aside and be like, hey, there's a reason we have them taking these challenging classes. It's to help prepare them for the future. We're not just giving them a free ride. We want them to earn this high school diploma and we want to prepare them for the next step, whether that be trade school, on the job training, college. I don't care what it is. Learning how to work hard in high school is going to teach you how to be a hardworking student or worker after high school. And having that growth mindset because we're embracing challenges is amazing. Also, if we can see failure as an opportunity for growth instead of as a failure, it also helps to protect them against a lot of mental health stuff. So many kids are anxious because if I can't do it perfectly, then I'm not going to do it at all. When the reality is, dude, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to have failure because that's when you grow. Anyways, I could go on. Um, also, we can teach students to develop a positive self-image. This is a big one, especially with social media, right? It's hard to have a positive self-image if you're always comparing your life to the fake highlights of someone else. And so we recommend, A, kids shouldn't be on social media, but we also recommend maybe help kids learn how to have some positive affirmations for themselves. Learn, Teach them how to talk positively to themselves so they can see themselves in a positive light. And then obviously providing resources and tools to help students build resilience and overcome setbacks. We all have access to counseling. We all have access to different tools and services that we can give our kids if they need it. And so guys, by helping students build these skills and attitudes, we can empower them to take control of their lives and achieve their goals. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sounding Board. Tune in next week for more ideas from school counselors, like you. Have a great day and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCAtweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go!